Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Hey guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymall, and this week we have something special for you. It's a glimpse right on into Damn Good Marketing Live 2023. It is my interview with my dearest friend, Jara Bean. We talk about all things that you can start implementing into your business right now. So check out this episode and let me know what you think. I told Shelby, I'm like, I don't usually wear heels. I'm like, I can't slip on my intro song. So we did good. Starting off good today. All right. Can y'all hear me too? Okay. All right, guys. Here, I'm going to give this to you so it doesn't buzz. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. Hello. I was like fangirling over you like a year ago and now you're here now talking to all of you. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. We're going to get comfy. Let's do I know. I got to get my, my legs um, So we're going to talk about the power of video. Y'all, she's crazy good at what she does. I want you to start with telling everybody, like, what's the importance, especially ending out 2023, going into 2024, the importance of video with social media and growing your brand? I think with the current landscape of social media in 2023 and as we move into the new year, is video. Yeah. This has been brewing. This has been evolving since 2020 when TikTok really came onto the scene, exploded. Instagram said, let me copy that with reels. <laughs> and there's been quite a shift in our content, how we show up, because at this point, video is central. Yeah. It's, it's, it is the thing. We can still do some carousels here and there, but video is really where we, what we want to emphasize. Absolutely. I think with video, what I find so exciting about it, because I know that a lot of people feel intimidated. Just show of hands, anyone who's like a little frustrated, confused, intimidated. Everyone. Okay. That's not yeah. way more than Way more than half. So <laughs> my goal here, I really want to excite you. I want to simplify video. I want to give you the right strategy so you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall. And when it comes to video, I think that what I love about it that I want to sort of share and impart with you all today is how our authenticity, I know that word is a little overused, but we can dive into that yeah. today. Yeah. How our authenticity can come through, through the dynamic nature of a moving image. We have so much more possibility than what was possible with just a still photo and a caption. So our personality, our energy, our brand story yeah. can come through via video. So also, and you, you also might not believe me on this, but I'm going to convince you here today. It's a really low barrier to entry. Yes. Do you yes, find that? I do find well? that, yes. It's, yes, we can have the fancy equipment. We can have the fancy lighting if we need to get Jonah to lend us some lights back there. Um, we can have the nice cameras, the equipment, all that, but you don't have to have that. You can have your phone, 
you can have, you know, at least maybe some natural lighting, want to get some decent lighting there and shoot yourself pouring some coffee. And when I say slap text over that video, I don't mean that flippantly. That text needs to have something valuable yeah. that yeah. people can digest from that piece of content. But it can be as simple as one single shot with your iPhone and that's it. Yeah. So that low barrier to entry, and I think it's much lower than photos and captions. Absolutely. And then my last favorite thing is the collaborative nature. Yes. So we are seeing content no longer as a one-way street. So with the photo and caption, photo, caption, boom, we're done. We're moving on to the next content idea. Right. With video, especially with TikTok, we see this collaborative energy. And what I mean by that is we have stitches, we have duets, we have reply, reply with video to comments. We have trends. Trends are collaborative as well because there's a pre-existing format that exists and then you are applying your unique own take, twist, energy perspective onto that particular trend. But that trend has to exist first in order for you to make it. So that's what I mean right. by collaborative. So that's why it's so important. Yeah, I want you to stop really quick. Yeah, please stop. Um, at any point. Raise hands if you know what a <laughs> stitch is. Okay. Okay. Can you explain a little yeah, bit of that? Thank of course. You. So on TikTok, TikTok is, you know, all short form video content, but it is a very different platform than, uh, or experience rather than Reels. Here's how I differentiate the two. TikTok, okay, let me back up for a moment. Imagine short form video content, we've got a metaphor here, is an ocean. At the very, very, very top, just like kind of shimmering, looking okay, looking fancy, are our Reels. It's like just scratching the surface. And then TikTok, is like the depths below, like yes. weird phosphorescent fish with teeth coming out of their eyes. And it's like, whoa, what the heck is going on <laughs> over here? Oh, yeah. Which I kind of love. I say this in a very positive way. I love TikTok. Um, and so TikTok gives us a much different experience as a content consumer as well as a content creator. So a stitch is part of that collaborative energy. If someone posts a video, let's say Shelby posts a video and says, um, what should I be posting as a business owner? I don't know. Yeah. She's asking a question. I can stitch that video and grab the three seconds where she's asking that question and then add on my video, my response after that. So it allows people to answer questions. It allows people to add on ideas. So if I'm, um, you know, maybe I'm showing a cool social media tool and then someone stitches that video, it goes, oh, I use that and this. Like they can add on to the conversation. Right. So that's right. what stitches. Okay. So... I have a lot of people in here, obviously, that are business owners, content creators, um, or they're going out and they're starting their own thing. Yep. What is your advice if they look at you and they go, what the hell do I do? How do I start? Where do I go? How do I post video? What would you tell them? Ooh, okay. Loaded question, but I love it. I love this one. <laughs> I like loaded questions. Yeah, let's do it. Let's tackle it. So here's the thing. With video, we have this authenticity, nature, energy that can come through. We have yeah. this low barrier to entry. We have the collaborative energy of it as well. However, because video has so many moving parts to it, it can feel a lot more complicated than a photo and a caption. Mm -hmm. So one, I want to acknowledge that video isn't necessarily easy. It's not this inherent skill. We don't have the inherent skill of, oh yeah, I feel comfortable on camera or, oh, I'm a, an Oscar worthy editor. Like these are all things we have to learn. And y'all, this shit is hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. So that, I want to acknowledge that. And then the other thing that comes to mind is that it feels like every time I'm scrolling my reels tab. Oh, here comes the country <laughs> accent. <laughs> okay, go. A lot of voices. This, yeah. this would come out anywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> I scroll my reels tab 
And I see a lot of advice out there about social media. Yeah. And it's not that it's <laughs> all wrong. Um, I don't think most things that people are talking about are suggesting the right thing. So let me give you an example. I'm scrolling my real staff the other day, come across this reel, how to grow on Instagram, even if you're lazy, okay? Um, post five reels a week. That doesn't sound lazy to me, but okay. Five reels a week, uh, batch your content once a month, ask a question in your stories, and use appropriate hashtag. That's how I'm gonna grow on Instagram. What, what am I posting about? Right. And why am I posting it? There's so much information out there where it's like, yeah, post five reels, but what are those reels about and how are they connecting back to your business? So I'm all about not just focusing on the how, but always starting with the what and the why. Yeah. Which leads me into, you know about this, yeah. my, my little framework. Yeah, I call this the video ice cream cone framework. It's good, y'all. It's tasty. It's real tasty. Yeah. <laughs> so let me um, dive into this. There's three parts to this video ice cream cone framework. We have the cone, that's the foundation. And to me, that's really where the, the what and the why comes through. And it's kind of where I want to spend at least a good chunk yeah. of time today. Mm -hmm. Stop me at any point, Shelby, because I can just run off. Yeah. Um, but that's the foundation. Then I want to move on to the scoops of ice cream. That's mm -hmm. our next part. If we have time, we'll get to the sprinkles. If not, we can save the sprinkles for some Q&A. But I really want to focus primarily on the cone and the ice cream scoop. So right. allow me to explain. All right. The cone, <laughs> the cone represents your content pillars. Now I'm sure most of you have heard about content pillars, also known as content buckets. I personally don't feel like they are always taught in the most strategic way. So after years of teaching my students and clients, I've come up with this three part content pillar framework that you can use as a template for your yeah. business. So allow me to explain. There are three types of content pillars. The first type is your expertise pillars. Your expertise pillars, the why behind these, I'm gonna talk about the why and the what of each one, is to establish your authority, to establish your credibility. We want people to look at you as an expert in your field, as someone who knows what they're doing, someone who's a leader that they can trust. And so your expertise pillars are all about establishing that authority, that credibility by sharing value. Now, what is value? We hear that term thrown around all the time, just like authenticity, which we'll get to soon. Um, but uh, value to me with the expertise pillars is sharing what you know, teaching what you're good at, sharing resources, tips, tricks, tutorials, hacks, and even beyond that, your unique point of view, your perspective. I think kind of that first layer is like, oh, here's a tip for this, here's a tutorial for this, but how can you start to bring thought leadership into this pillar as well? So those are your expertise pillars and you want to ideally divide these up into approximately three pillars for lack of a better term. We're talking about pillars, we'll, we'll keep going with pillars. So, <laughs> buckets, pillars, elephants. So if you were to divide your expertise into three categories, what would that be? I'll give you some examples. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm an examples type of a gal. That's how I like to learn. So take these with a grain of salt because even if you are one of these things, your three pillars for expertise could be entirely different. So if you are a fitness professional, your three expertise pillars might be uh, movement, nutrition, and mindset. If you are a hairstylist, your three expertise pillars might be cutting hair, 
coloring hair, styling hair. If you are a social media coach, your three expertise pillars might be um, messaging, community building, and content creation. So I don't want you to think too, like get the wheels turning a little bit here. Um, whatever comes first is something you can just roll with and these are pliable, these are flexible. Nothing is set in stone as you develop these. Once you have your expertise pillars defined, and it might be three, it could at most be five, minimum at least two, so somewhere in that two to five range, that is the first step to then squeezing each of those pillars like a lemon to then develop more specific content ideas. So we're not just coming up with content ideas out of thin air, we're thinking, okay, you're at the top here, here's your business, your content pillars kind of spawn out from you underneath, and then from those content pillars, another web comes out, with specific content ideas. So we can always trace these back to your pillars and we can always trace these back to you. So expertise pillars, sharing value, and really establishing your authority and credibility. That's one pillar out of the three. I love it. Do y'all, are y'all getting something out of this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Nah. You're like, no, we're gonna leave now, goodbye. <laughs> All right, hit us with your next one, go. All right, number two, the second type of pillar is your, your business pillars. Now this one's a little bit easier, but maybe a little bit harder because I'm essentially going to prescribe what those two exact pillars are. But before I get to that, let's talk about the why. The business pillars are all about generating awareness and also converting. If you do not talk about your business, if you do not talk about how to work with you, if you don't have a clear and direct CTA, mm, how is anyone gonna ever gonna know? And it's unbelievable the amount of times that I see someone else talk about something or I personally see my content more than anyone that I post about something and then a year later I'll say, oh yeah, I'm taking one-on-one clients. I get a DM, I'm taking one-on-one clients, I have no idea. So you gotta talk about this often and proudly and as we were talking about in the car the other day, Shelby, toot your own horn because no one else is gonna toot your no. horn. Well, maybe maybe a little bit, but not yeah, as much as, as you well. <laughs> So the why behind this, we are generating awareness, we are converting, and the way we are doing this is through two pillars, and I call this your hard selling pillar and your soft selling pillar. I love to make this distinction because usually when it comes to talking about our business, we automatically assume it has to be the hard sell. Mm -hmm. I love a hard sell, so we wanna keep that there, but I wanna provide nuance with the idea of soft selling. Mm -hmm. So hard selling is kind of as it sounds. It is a very obvious and direct way saying, here's how to work with me. Here's how to buy from me. Here's a product that I offer. Here's a sale that's going on. Here's a launch that's happening. And it, you're going to couple it with a CTA. A CTA is a call to action. So DM me the book, click on this link, DM me the word if you're using chat box, uh, chat bot automation, uh, go to this link. There's a clear and direct action and that's what makes it a hard sell. A soft sell, on the other hand, ooh, I love me a soft sell, <laughs> is a much more subtle approach. Now within the idea of soft selling, there's always a range. So we can have like a super, super, super soft yeah. sell and maybe like medium hard soft sell. So keep that in mind, not everything is equal within this, right. in this pillar, but soft selling is great because since it's a more subtle approach, it's something you could do all the time. Hard selling is usually tied to a specific time, launch, some sort of action, some sort of promotion. Soft selling, y'all, so you can do this every single day, especially in your stories. 
So let me give you a few examples, keeping in mind there's a range here. One of my favorite examples is going on your stories and sharing your schedule. As simple as that, you can take a photo of your coffee. You can grab, you don't even have to take a new piece of content, grab something in your phone that already exists from a previous day, no one's gonna know, and you're uh, um, combining your personal life. So okay, I'm walking my dog, then I'm going to get my hair done, and then I am, I have a client meeting, I'm doing a podcast recording, I'm speaking at an event, whatever it is that you have work-related. Now, what that says is, instead of saying, buy this product, hire me, yeah. which is how I like to imagine a hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine a hard sell more like a yell. And once again, this is a positive thing, so I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad thing. Whereas a soft sell is more of a talk or a whisper. Right. So you're saying, just so you know, I do this. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there, too, because there's Please two things that you me. said. Please. Number one is... I will always say this as well, is you have to keep repeating what you do yes. because people don't digest it. That's the, the power of marketing. You have to touch points many times, multiple times for them to understand it. So they don't pay attention or remember things as much as that you think they do. So you can post things on repeat. And then number two, I love a good story where you're putting like your to-do list and you actually tag the person you're going with. That's power of collaboration because you're in front of your community and then you're also in front of their community because you touched on that as well. Thank you. I like that. Keep going. Awesome. Sorry, it came to me. No, that's great. Jump in at any at any point. Um, but and to continue that idea, yeah, soft selling. Yeah. So sharing the schedule in your stories, and it can be anything like a day in the life vlog where you're showing what you do, a little bit of behind the scenes. That's another angle as well. Even testimonials and reviews are a form of soft selling because you are showing the value of what it is that you do. So you can think of soft selling in two buckets, showing the value of what you do, testimonials, transformations, here are the, the results clients get, here are the transformations I offer. And you can also think about it as creatively featuring what you do, that can right. be vlogs, behind the scenes, um, schedules, all that kind of stuff. So think of that soft selling where is that whisper and hard selling as a Yell and a shout. I have one question I wanted to do, just because I say this a lot, but I would love for your opinion as well, is what is the value and importance of people doing like a day in the life with their showing their life? Basically, okay, go ahead. Because some people are like, why would they, nobody's interested in seeing like what I do every day or something personal about me. Can you elaborate that on that a little bit? Because I know people in here question that. Yeah, and, and that's a perfect segue into the next pillar, but I, I want to touch on that while you brought it up. I have been posting on Instagram since 2015, and I have found that the most connection that I have made with my community, the relationships I've built, conversations I have, more often than not, are, are around the most simple, mundane things. And so you might think, oh, no one cares. But I think you don't have to be doing interesting things in order to be interesting and in order to connect with your people. So I'll give you a couple examples. Um, my community and I really connect on cheese. Yes. I, I like cheese. The food cheese, guys. I love I cheese and crackers. Like I, like people want to make jackets that say cheese and crackers, and I strongly consider it. <laughs> um, I, anyone have a fiddly fig tree at their house? They're like so, yes, you know, right? Like if you, they say don't even play loud music because it makes it mad. Like don't like talk to it. It'll look at it in like, the wrong way or the leaves are going to stop falling off. So I got a fig tree a couple of years ago and then, Everyone's sending me memes and different videos of funny things about the fig tree, repotting plants, my dogs, 
armpit farting, that's my secret hidden talent, um, Backstreet yes. Boys. So yes, I share the big things. I share the the awesome things and the shitty things and everything in between, but I really think those moments of connection come from those small, seemingly routine or even moments that you might consider to be boring. That's yeah. what people really connect with. And that's why it's so important to share a day in the life to peel back the curtain and show the human behind the business. Yes, because I want to add to like, there's a lot of people in here already that do the same thing that you do in here. And the only way that you're going to be different from the person next to you is by showcasing who you are to build that connection and that trust with the community or the consumer that's going to buy from you. So just remember that even if someone is doing it too, they're going to pick the person they connect with the most. Okay. Love that. I always say that you can be doing the same thing as other people in the same industry with yeah. a similar account, talking about the same topic, similar style, whatever it might be, but not a single one of them has your personality, your energy, mm -hmm. your anecdotes, your stories, which leads us perfectly into the secret sauce. Yeah. Should I just jump right in? Yes. Okay. Her secret <laughs> sauce is not so secret, but it's real dang good. <laughs> So we have our three types of pillars. Write it down. Our expertise pillars, uh, and you're gonna divide those into three themes that make up your authority or expertise or leadership. We have our business pillars. Those are predetermined, soft selling and hard selling. And then we have our final type of pillar, which is perfect with Shelby's question leading into that. And it is the secret sauce pillars. The secret sauce, the why behind these is to connect, create relationships, build community. And the way in which you're going to do this is by sharing you. That's your past, your present. That is the big, the groundbreaking, the huge moments, the challenges, the achievements. But as we were just talking about, the mundane, the routine, the habits, the everyday. Now, what I find, and this is something I used to do as well, is that people these days say, okay, everyone, show up authentically. And everyone goes, cool. And then you go to your phone, you go to record, or you go to think of a post, and you're like, holy shit, like, how do I show up authentically? Like, that's similar to video editing and just appearing on camera. Being authentic online is not necessarily an inherent skill. Maybe for like 1% of people it is, but it's something that we have to practice. And figuring out how to translate the real life you here in 3D into the real you in the digital realm is not easy. So just saying to someone, show up authentically, the sentiment is great. I like the intention behind it, but we're not giving people the actual tools, the, act the tangible action steps to bring that to life. So I've come up with a framework that I've taught for a few years now, the secret sauce framework. There are four quadrants within this to start to give you some guidance as well as choice. And I'll talk about that in a moment when it comes to showing up authentically. We have four quadrants, foundational, secret sauce. That's number one. We have personal secret sauce. That's number two, professional secret sauce, lighthearted secret sauce. And I'll talk about each one if you miss any of those. Foundational secret sauce is focusing more on the past. What has brought you to where you are today? What are the pivots, the moments, the challenges, the achievements, those key chapters in your life that have brought you to this moment right here, right now. That is foundational. If we start to shift gears to our next quadrant, we have personal secret sauce. And it's kind of a mirror to foundational in that it is focusing on the present moment right here, right now. Who are you 
as a human? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do on the weekend? What are you experiencing? What are you feeling? What's your energy? And a lot of this sounds good, but personal doesn't necessarily have to be happy-go-lucky. It could be, what are you experiencing in the moment? Are you having a crappy year? I, I heard someone talking in the beginning saying she's having one of the worst years of her life. Yeah, me too. This 2023 has been tough. So that's part of my secret, uh, personal secret sauce. So it could be the fun, lighthearted, happy, but it could also be the down, not so great, the heavy as well. Then we have professional secret sauce, which as it sounds is related to you as a business, as an entrepreneur. What sets you apart as a business owner? What do you think about differently than other people in your niche? What are you bringing to your industry, to your role? How do you see things? Um, how do you interact with clients? How do you approach what it is that you do? What makes you unique as a professional? Then lastly, my personal favorite, lighthearted secret sauce. And this is just as it sounds. It is the silly, the goofy, the wacky. You could even put the, the mundane as well, sort of the day-to-day -day, um, secret sauce. And lighthearted, I will say it does tend to come through the easiest, usually in stories, or I think short form video content with trends yeah. allows us to pull a little bit of lighthearted secret sauce that otherwise we might not have figured out how to do on our own. And this is very custom to you. So some of my lighthearted secret sauce is sharing my dogs and I have voices for them. Um, sharing stupid dances that I do. I'm not a dancer or belting out like Broadway show tunes that I remember from like eighth grade chorus. I'm like, how are these songs still in my head? Or <laughs> the armpit farting, all of that. These are lighthearted things that I share with my community. And oftentimes these are a real source of connection. Of connection. So those are our four quadrants of secret sauce. Foundational, focusing on the past. Personal, focusing on the present. Professional, focusing on the business. Lighthearted, the silly, goofy, wacky, whatever you're kind of bringing that is um, more on that, that fun side. Now, what I love about the four quadrants of secret sauce is that one, it gives you an action path forward of how to show up authentically. I'm not just saying show up authentically, I'm giving you these different pathways and guidance for how to share about yourself. In addition to those pathways and those, that guidance, it gives you choice. So often we think in order to show up authentically, I gotta share every aspect of my life. And that's very confronting for a lot of us. We want, don't necessarily wanna share all aspects of our life. We wanna keep things private. And for, it might be because that's just our personal yeah. choice. Maybe it's because we have a job that we have to be a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, guarded for. And I just want everyone here to know and understand in order to show up authentically, you do not have to share every single part of your life and who you are. You can choose, okay, I think for whatever reason, it makes the most sense to show up in that foundational and professional way. And maybe personal and lighthearted doesn't make sense for me right now. Right. Or maybe I'm gonna think of it like a dial where I'm gonna turn foundational up to a nine or 10, but I'm going to try lighthearted up to like a one or a two and see how that feels. So there's guidance as well as giving you options for showing up authentically. Those are our three pillars, expertise, business, secret sauce. I love it. And also I want you to touch on this just to give it a little bit of advice because a lot of people in here are very like pushback when it gets to video because they're just nervous or imposter syndrome or kind of those things. Could you just like, I know it's for the moment, can you just touch on just like a little bit of like motivation to just jump and step into it? Because like, does it get easier? How do you feel since you've been doing it since 2015? Like what would be your piece of advice to people in here? 
I always come back to this idea of messy action. To me, messy action means taking a step forward, showing up, even if you don't have it all figured out, even if you consider yourself a beginner, even if your video isn't perfect, if you're mouthing the words to a trend and it's like slightly um, not aligned and you're or like reels post your, your video and the text disappears, which is what happened to me every, yesterday. It drives me freaking cuckoo bananas. So really embracing messy action and understanding that social media and maybe even more so video within the realm of social media is a muscle that you have to build and flex to get more comfortable with. Right. If you are going to sit here and think about, oh, what should I post every single day and not post? You're not going to get better at video. We all start from somewhere. It's a low barrier to entry. It does not have to be fancy. You don't need to be doing all the fancy transitions in order to get more message out there and in order to support your business. So how can you start taking that messy action, but also just thinking what's that stepping stone. So I'm not making a high production transition, things flying around and all the editing to the beat of the music, but it's just that one single shot text overlay. Start with that stepping stone. And a lot of what she said just now too, there's a lot of footage already in your phone. So like you can't look at me because I'm not going to take it. I'll call bullshit. Um, there's footage in your phone of B-roll or stuff that you can use. And a lot of the things that she's saying to utilize to get people to know you. If you don't feel comfortable talking directly to the camera, then don't right now. Let's start putting video of you. I made you put your phone up when you journal. Let's start using that. Start using small little steps to get you used to it. I'm going to tell you, I mean, she's probably super confident and doesn't get nervous anymore. But still me, I get nervous in front of camera. But and I do this all the time. I've been doing it for two and a half years, but we just do it anyway. It's realize like how big are your goals and your dreams. And if you're just going to actually do it. And good point about talking to camera. To me, that's one of the most challenging things. Yes. We talk about formats, which we're which coming up next. There's different ways to bring an idea to life. Talking to camera has to be the most confronting yes. for the majority of us. So do I want you to use your voice and your content? 100%. Can you take that stepping stone of adding voiceover in to the B-roll so that you're not having to talk to camera and like, you know, freak out and, and have that be a huge challenge and then not post? That would be the stepping stone, adding in the voiceover so we still get your voice, but it's not as challenging as that really big step of talking yeah. to camera. All right, let's dive in then. Let's Give do us it. Are you ready for the scoops? Yeah. Okay. I love yeah. this ice cream. Okay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so with our video ice cream cone framework, we've covered that cone. And to me, that's so important because these are the ideas, the strategy that all comes together to support your business here, but also in the long term. This is why it drives me crazy when people are like, the algorithm has changed. Okay. It's changing every day. Y'all. I'm no. sorry. Stop and say that again. And louder for the people in the back and the front <laughs> to understand. Go ahead, say it again. So I, I just because, you know, real shows you what you, what you do and what you want to see. So I get a lot of marketing, I get a lot of Instagram. And so every single day, and I see these videos and they go viral. The alert, the masses, the algorithm has changed. Thank you. And, and it's like, it's changing every day. Like this is, I mean, I don't even know how it works, but it, <laughs> it, it's AI and technology. And so it's customizing what it shows you based on your preferences and what it thinks is going to keep people in the app long enough. So when people are like, oh, it's prioritizing saves over likes, like it's such, it's such BS, but it's so easy to pull people in with, with those kind of clickbaity titles. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's also easy to pull people in with, okay, you know, it has to be a seven second video. You have to throw a trending sound. 
Yes, some of these are elements that could potentially help, but to me, it's understanding those three content pillars and how each one of those relates back to your business and how a mixture of those three all together create the overall strategy. Yeah. All right, I just completely pivoted. No, Let's go we're, back. We're going to go back. We're going to pivot back. Okay, cool. <laughs> so okay. video ice cream cone, we got that foundation. So we're going to move on to the scoop. Now this, this step is not as meaty as a person. So it's a little bit easier to, to digest when we have a content idea. So we have a content pillar and from that pillar, we have brainstormed a whole bunch of ideas. Now that idea still needs to come to life. Mm -hmm. With video, we have a lot of options and that can be really almost paralyzing sometimes. Okay, I have the idea, but then how do I make it? What do I do with this? And so I want you to think of the different formats in which one idea can come to life. And that, those are our ice cream scoops. So ice cream scoops equates to video formats. I'm going to keep things simple here today and identify four video formats. And when I say them, you're probably going to go, oh, I already know these. So we're really just putting a label to things that you're already most likely aware of. First, we have talking to camera, as we were just talking about. Number two, we have voiceover. So voiceover is we're taking B-roll and then in an app like CapCut, or you can do it in Reels or TikTok as well, you're adding in your voice in the editing stage. Number three, we have text overlay. That is when you got a video, whether it's one single shot or perhaps it's multiple shots, and you are conveying the content idea via the text overlay on that video. Now that could be one chunk of text, that could be text that pops up throughout the video, but the text is the main vehicle for the content ideas message. Number four, we have trends, which is a whole world. We could talk about trends for an hour, so I won't go too far into that. But as mentioned earlier, trends are a pre-existing format that exists. It could be a lip dub, it could be a transition, it could be a style of editing, a character video, a theme, um, a template sometimes with CapCut, and you are taking that trend and applying your business to that particular uh, structure in a way. So those are our four formats, talking to camera, voiceover, text overlay, and trends. And not only does this allow you to go, okay, I have a content idea and I'm going to bring it to life via voiceover, for example, it also then allows you to repurpose that idea. I think something I see all the time with my clients is that they feel like constantly have to reinvent the wheel every single time they post. It's mm -hmm. got to be a fresh idea. It's got to be new. It's got to be exciting. And well, maybe it should be exciting, but sometimes, <laughs> but, um, you can take an idea that you've posted already already and let's just focus on video for the moment let's say you did do a talking to camera okay well how do i now take this idea and represent it via a text overlay yeah so it's going to allow you understanding these formats will allow you to work smarter and not harder by taking things that you've done in the past using the same idea but representing it in a different way oh yeah i love that and i think that a lot of people in here feel like they can't reuse content when in reality I've literally posted the same video multiple times and no one's noticed. But. I mean, you can do that too. You like, can actually repost the same content. That's what I'm saying. But like you can easily, like when I talk to my clients sometimes too, it's like if you have a video, you can make it a carousel, you can maybe make it a static, you can come back and do it again. And just like what you just said, you can make it a text versus a talking to camera. I think what happens is with a lot of people, especially me sometimes, we just get stumped because we're creating content, everybody's telling us to create content, content, create content, and then we're like, okay, now I'm going to create content, and I'm just like, crap. 
And that's where I think so many people go wrong is they go, I need to create content. Uh, I need an idea. Uh, here's yeah. adding audio. And they're not doing that foundational comb yes. <laughs> work yes. of understanding what the content pillars are and how they relate back to your yeah. business. So when you do those content pillars and generate those content ideas, you're creating an evergreen bank of ideas that you can constantly dip into as their own original ideas, as well as when a trend comes along, ooh, how do I apply this? Ooh, okay, this idea that I wrote down already, I could just take that and kind of plop it on that yeah. trend. And I don't have to think too hard about it because I've done right. the pre-work. And if you, I really want to do uh, take a moment to talk about this as well, but with the trend stuff, and I'd love to get your feedback on it. Um, trending does not mean that you have to get in front of the camera and dance. It just yeah. means you can take a piece of content and pair it with a trending audio if you don't feel comfortable. And if it doesn't match your personality, just like don't do it because it's awkward and it's weird and it's not going to just work. And you're not going to go viral overnight. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I agree. I mean, trends, there's such a wide range of yes. what a trend is. Yes. So if you want to dance and that's part of your secret sauce, by all means, if you're not a good dancer and you still want to do a little dance like me, cool. Like you can take that and run with it. But if that's not in your wheelhouse or your personality, there's no pressure to yeah. do that. So what I love about trends is that they allow us to show different parts of our personality in business that perhaps we might not otherwise have generated right. on our own yeah i'll give you a perfect example uh there's a trend y'all should all do this talk let's talk about it afterwards if you need help with it where you post a photo of you in like from college <gasps> yes did you okay. see that i, I think did you i do it job? that's my most recent yeah okay post. yeah yeah yeah. and uh or just photo like wh whether you're graduating whether just photos from college whatever and it's like quote what am i going to do with a blank degree I was a fine art major. So I wrote, what are you gonna do with that fine art degree? This is part of that format, right? So everyone's using the college photo and everyone's saying, what are you gonna do with that blank degree? So now I'm, I'm formatting it to myself and what I do. So fine art. And then afterwards I have a little montage of me speaking doing workshops, working with clients and Instagram decided to take the text down on that part. <laughs> Yay! So I, I love that for anyway. you. <laughs> I know, right? I, I have it in the caption. I was like, this is what it was supposed to say. And then the next part says, I'm going to work with business owners, creators, personal brands to help them transform their social media so that they can use it as a powerful and positive tool for their business. So, and in the caption, I describe how fine art kind of led me to where I am today. With some people, there's a direct connection. With some people, there's not. But I don't think I would have ever thought to have shared about my right. college experience right. in that specific way had that trend not come come around. Yeah. So it's a way to share um, a little bit of foundational secret sauce, a little bit personal and professional. We can blend them all up in that yeah. one trend. So I highly recommend y'all giving that a shot if you haven't done it yet as a way to jump into trends without dancing. Yeah, so I've got two things from that. Number one, take that as a challenge. Everybody go make that real. And then number two, obviously, when you hear the word trends from everybody, there's multiple trends that they're talking about. So it doesn't mean that you have to get in front of the camera and dance. If that's not you, just follow trends and it helps you think outside the box for you know, your next and piece of content. I help with secret sauce a lot too, because sometimes it can it can be hard to think about how do I share about myself in an evergreen way? Yeah. And trends can be really great for letting secret sauce come through. Yeah. All right, let's hit them with your, um the sprinkles. Oh, the sprinkles. Okay. We, we have some time for the sprinkles. Yeah, do it. We love good sprinkles. <laughs> I love rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> so coming back to our video ice cream bone framework, we got the cone with our content pillars that help us generate strategic and intentional content ideas. We've got the scoops. The scoops is, okay, we got the ideas. Now, how do we actually bring that to life via the different formats? <clears throat> Lastly, we have the sprinkles. And I like to think about this as optimization. 
Optimization is how can we polish off our videos? How can we analytically look at our videos to make them perform better? I am not all about the vanity metrics and the views. Say it again. I'm not all about the vanity metrics and the views. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, next. That's continue. All yeah, yeah. Just, um, but I do want, I want to give as much power, as much juice, as much possibility for your videos to thrive. If you put effort into it, I want to see those perform as, as best they can without being completely tied yeah. to the vanity metrics. So we want to think about retention. Retention is how long is someone watching your video for? On TikTok and on Reels, you can pull up your analytics and you can see what the average watch time is of each video. If you have a 60 second long video and the average watch time is three seconds, we got a problem. Yeah. This is why it's a little bit easier to retain people for a shorter video because if you have a video that's 11 seconds, there's a higher chance you're retaining them for a good portion of that video compared to a longer one. However, if you have a longer video and you are retaining people for a good chunk of that 60 second video, let's say, the algorithm goes, ooh, this is a long video and this is keeping someone's attention. This is ranked higher than a video that's 10 seconds that holds someone's attention right. for five seconds. So I was thinking about retention. A couple ways to approach this in this sprinkle stage. First, I wanna think about the hook. The hook has some nuance to it. Usually when I see people talking about the hook, it's just focused on the verbal aspect, which I do want to talk about, but there is a visual aspect to the hook as well. So the hook is, if we're talking about just the verbal aspect, if you are talking to camera or if you have voiceover, is the first three seconds of whatever it is that you're saying. I like to think about this in two steps, a beginner step and then a more intermediate step. Beginner step is a process of just elimination. So what I mean by that is if you have the millennial pause, does, does anyone not know what the millennial pause is? A few people, okay, so let's say I'm, I'm pressing record on a video. Okay, record. I'm gonna teach you three things about, whoa, that's like a whole second. And in the <laughs> land of short form video content, that second is like a lifetime. They're like, next. Yeah, next. thank you, next. So um, what the, the method that I use, which isn't really a method, is if I'm talking to camera, the very first frame, like if I'm editing in CapCut, my mouth is open. Like that's how the video starts. If the video is like this, no, you gotta pause, even if it's like 0.2 of a second. So we're eliminating the pause, that's really important. Next, we want to eliminate um, any unnecessary introductions. Hey everyone, I'm Jara. Oh, I'm gonna teach you about social media. Okay, well, we, they don't care that I'm Jara. They don't care that I'm saying hello. They don't care that I'm saying good morning or, or how's it going on this Sunday. So any uh, unnecessary introductions where you're just saying, hey, how's it going, what's up? Eliminate that. And then we want to eliminate filler words. And this one's one of the hardest. I, I've become much more aware of this, but it's something I still do. Scroll through your reel stats, scroll through TikTok, and see how many times someone starts with, okay, so, all right, guys. It's this bridge that we all use as a comfort, and there's nothing wrong with it. I do it all the time, especially on stories. But just if you say it, edit it out. Yes. All you got to do is splice it, press delete, knock it out of there. So in this beginner phase of our hook, we are eliminating the millennial pause, unnecessary introductions, as well as those filler words. Yeah. We can also think about the hook in a visual sense. So what is happening on the screen? If I am filming myself, let me close this so I don't uh, knock any water out. This is my, this is my phone. 
Um, and I start talking to camera like this, okay, the camera's still, but what if I'm setting it down on something as I'm talking, or there's some movement to the camera there, or what if I swing it, I've got to be careful here, swing it around <laughs> so there, there's actual motion to the video. What if there are three shots coupled with that one sentence of voiceover? So instead of here's my day today, and it's one slow pan of the room, here's my day today, here's my pan of the room day, coffee, uh, come along with me, a, sh a selfie shot. Yeah. So how are you kind of editing multiple shots to capture someone's attention? That's the visual hook and that's the, the verbal hook. Um, last thing that I think will probably in the, I think two minutes we have left, <laughs> I want to share all the things. It'll be most beneficial is text. Woo! Text has a lot of power with your videos and I want you to put it in three locations. More often than not, I want a title at the beginning of your video. Right away, this should be descriptive. It should be essentially another hook to pull people in so that right away when they land on their video, they can read your video, they can read that recipe for this day in the life, social media edition, whatever it is, yeah. use that text title. Then if you have a type of video where you are marking certain steps, it's a tutorial, there are different products that people know, need to know, use text headings throughout and that really grounds people throughout the video. And then lastly, closed captioning as well, when possible, if you're talking to camera or yes. you are using voiceover, it is helpful for people who are listening without sound. It's helpful for people who are hard of hearing or deaf. And it's just another way to kind of grab people in and make sure that everyone can access and understand and take in your content. So using text strategically, it seems kind of, oh, tech? No, it's a huge part. I'm like blown away. I even know you. I'm like, oh my God. Hey girl. Like that was good. If y'all didn't get anything from that, y'all are crazy. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm super excited that you were able to listen to this, learn from it, and go implement this stuff into your business right away. This event this year was absolutely everything I could have imagined and so much more, but no worries if you weren't there. We have our waitlist out for 2024. Go ahead, click the link in the show notes, get onto that waitlist because the details will be hit, heading to your inbox very soon. And I promise you for 2024, you do not want to miss out on this. So check it out, click it, add your email. I hope to see you there. Yeah.